Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money, honey. Ow! Yes. <laughs> All right, welcome. Uh, listen to DIY Money. Check us out online, DIYMoney.org. Daniel, let's get right into it. The last four, five weeks have been about developing a budget, mistakes of a budget, how to do it. We threw in an index fund one in there. I think that was important. We did. Yeah. yeah. What is an index fund? What is an what index is fund? Yeah, it was a good one. You can check them all out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And here's the deal, and I really mean this. Please give us a review. Uh, we The only way, this is very organic, the only way that folks are going to learn about this is if you... Give us a review. Give us five stars. I'm not sure what the methodology is on things like Spotify yet or Stitcher. I do know the iTunes platform, which still commands the majority of our listening audience. Uh, again, just hit us up with five stars and give us a little comment. That would be great. All right. Today we're talking about, look, we're, we're going through this whole thing. We get a budget. That's fine. We know it's important. We know that before getting a budget, you've got to track your expenses, categorize them, classify them, et cetera. We're going to talk about the uh, method by which you got to cut some stuff later, uh, or you've got to create some more income. Again, we'll get into that a little bit. But why exactly do we do a budget? I mean, what's the deal? What, who cares? Why do we do this, Daniel? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the budget is your roadmap. Uh, it, it tells your money where to go to achieve your goals or to uh, accomplish what it is that you set out to do. So uh, if by nature, sort of one of the laws of money is if you do not have a budget, if you do not tell it where to go, it's going to go to the most readily available spot. And that oftentimes does not match up with your goals or your long-term desires that might match up with your immediate satisfaction. Uh, So that might be a nice lunch. That might be uh, a coffee out. And that's perfectly acceptable, perfectly fine. It's okay to spend money there. But it might not match up with your long-term goals of, say, paying off student debt or sending uh, the kids to college or retiring at a certain time. And so a budget aligns your practical realities, the money that you have, the resources that are available to you with the goals that you have for that stuff. Well, let's be clear, though. When you're developing a budget, the objective is to find or create a difference between the income and the outco. Because what happens, here's the deal. So I do a budget mm-hmm. and I go through the process and I I go through a month of, of you know listing all my expenses. And oh, by the way, most months I'm getting to the end of the month and I'm going, um, I can't fill up the car. We're raiding the pantry. We're not going to the grocery store. We're certainly not going out to eat. Uh, or if we do, it's going on the credit card which ultimately creates problems, right? So what about the person that does this? They get to the process by which they've created a budget and their income comes in, I don't know, it's three grand a month, net of taxes, and their expenses are three grand a month. So what do they do? Well, at that point, you have to look for what to trim because at this point, you have a zero budget, uh, which 
is okay. What do you mean by that? A zero, zero budget, budget, meaning that the bottom line is zero. So your income's 3000 your expenses are 3000 your bottom line is zero. Now, you said expenses, so I'm assuming you don't mean there's any savings line items in that particular No, budget. I'm talking about the person who went through this process again, and I think that there's a lot of people, not everyone, we'll get to you in a second, and that's why we did the show on Pay Yourself First, and we talked about the couple who has excess income. There, that's that's phenomenal. And then to build in to your budget the expense of savings and investing. That is huge. But if you're a person listening to this and you run out of month before you run out of money, no, you run out of money before you run out of month, and you've got credit card debt and car payments and student loan debt, and you're just looking for a you know, a, I mean, you're not an idiot. Here's the deal. This is what drives me nuts is that your your financial situation does not always reflect your IQ, if you will, your money IQ. You might just have to make some shifts. You might have to make some adjustments. You might have to get some discipline in your life. I, I you know, again, I use a lot of equivalent equivalent ideas regarding health and fitness because it seems to me it's so related it's it's very very similar and i see a lot of people who their motivation is right and they're doing they have, they have the right ideas but they're doing the wrong things so they're they're drinking diet pepsi or diet coke and they're they're buying light foods and lite they're but you know and all this stuff and what they're not realizing is all the fake sweeteners and processed garbage is actually having the negative impact on what you're going for. So it could be the similar idea. You're now disciplined enough to be watching your money. You've tracked it. You've done the budget, et cetera, but you're not going to make any progress. There's zero progress to be made. So the development of a budget is really the beginning of the hard part. That's the equivalent of saying, okay, I have uh, set aside the running shoes I have put out the, the the shorts, and I've even looked ahead and I've said, okay, tomorrow at 6 a.m., I'm going for a run. You've done all that. That doesn't make you a runner. Not yet. Probably it's safe to say that even after day one of running, you're not a runner, right? The runner is the consistent process by which you are doing the objective to achieve the goal. Oh, I like that. Good job. Very simple. Good job. Sounds good. That sounds great. So here's the deal. You have a budget to know where you are in the starting point on your road to financial success. So what does the person do? They're 3,000 income, 3,000 outgo. What's step number one for them, Daniel? Step number one would be to see what you can cut out of that budget. Mm-hmm. Give me some examples. I don't know. Go through. See what is ancillary or superfluous to the, your goals that you have set out. Wow. Superfluous. Yeah. That's awesome. It's not just DIY money. It's Boom. A word a day calendar up in here. <laughs> Good job. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm going to not beat around the bush. I, I, I mean, you're right. But here's the deal. You know what the definition of insanity is? It's doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. All right. If you're going through your budget and you see things like cable bill, 120 bones, Netflix, Hulu, 
Amazon Prime. Oh, my gym membership. Oh, I went out to eat 50 times last month. If that's what's making up your budget and you are just making it with the income, I got a news flash for you. It's time to start cutting anything that's unnecessary. And I believe that extreme outcomes call for extreme measures. So if you want to make a dramatic shift, it's time to start making some dramatic cuts. I mean, who still has a cable bill anyways? For sure. That, that's got to go. All right? You got to call them up. You get hard. Because you know they're going to patch you through to the person whose entire objective in life is to keep you paying your cable bill. Well, let me tell you, Mrs. Smith, we have this better option. We didn't tell you about it before because you didn't want to quit. But we have this better option where you can go down to this package and you can do this. No, no, I, I'm going to quit. Well, how about we just turn it off for three months and then we'll turn it back on? That's code for we hope you forget to call back up. So no, 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 we're going to quit. Here's what I do whenever I do something like this. So I play the card game, the credit card game, where I get all the points and then I call up and I have to cancel the card. And it's always, they put me on with the closer. It's, it's hysterical, but they got no shot. And the guy's like, well, Mr. Tatro, you know, are you just unhappy with the service? I said, no, I did this to get all the points. I got all the points. I now need to cancel the card. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm brutally honest because it's true. And the guys, I know the guy in his mind, he's like, ah, oh, I don't have this one. I got <laughs> nothing, nothing on, on this guy. One. So the bottom line is, no, you don't want to go down to the smaller package. No, you don't want to take three months off. You want it canceled. Cancel it immediately. Get online. Netflix, gone. Hulu, gone. Amazon Prime, use your friends. Really? Come on. Get rid of it. Gym membership, not right now. Down the line? Yes, I want you to join the best gym in town. That's down the line. Suck it up. Stop going out to eat at lunch. Bring your lunch. I stocked up on like 12 microwave meals the other day. They were at Kroger. They were dollar. They were a dollar a piece. Which microwave meals fit your very precise meal plan? I'm glad you asked. It was actually a veggie and beef bowl. And the only thing in there that I wouldn't eat would be the potatoes. There was some small potatoes. Everything else, green beans, red pepper, green pepper, and some beef, and then a, uh, a brown sauce, like non-sugar sauce. It was wow. perfect. It was Sounds absolutely amazing. perfect. Yeah. And they were marked down. That's why nobody else bought them, right? They're like, well, I got no substance here. <laughs> They're not <laughs> buying these no things. sugar in There's this. There's nothing in this. So I bought them. I mean, it's 12 meals for a buck a piece. That is money. All right. I mean, that's not a lot of money. The point is, you got to get drastic. Your kids are going to get upset. Who cares? All right? Down the line, you're going to set up a goal in order for them to be able to go to Disney World. So they're going to love it. All right? But that's the first thing. You've got to cut. You start the budget so that you know where you're at. And if you're at ground zero, then you've got to start cutting. You've got to start cutting back expenses. Number two, what if you look, and I get this a lot, I get this a lot from the naysayers. First of all, if your idea is already this isn't going to work, just move on to a different podcast. I mean, seriously, I got no time for you. DIY optimism. Yeah, get, yeah. move over to the motivational podcast. Uh, Tony Robbins has got some good ones. You know, get, get your frame of mind right, then come back here. Because we live in America, and I realize we have some international audience, and that's fine, but you're going to just have to check out, and this is why America is wonderful and why I'm a huge patriot, is because we live in the land of opportunity still to this day. So, despite what you hear on the news, turn that off anyways, and you lost your cable, so it's not going to be on. 
Forget reading the blogs. America is still the greatest place on earth to be a business person, a capitalist. So if you've gone through this and you have cut what you needed to cut, you're not going out to eat and you still aren't getting ahead because of the car payment, because of the student loans, because of the mortgage, whatever it may be, then you've got to create some more income. It's very simple. And yes, is it going to suck for a while? It is. I have a friend. This is a great story. And I'll be very quick. I have a friend who runs one of the largest, most reputable nonprofits in our town. A huge budget, but it's still a nonprofit. So this friend is not going to make a lot of money. He's making a living wage, but he's not getting compensated to the extent that he would be if he was running a similar private organization. He had some debt. This is years ago, but it's still, he, he, this is not like years ago before he was running. No, he's running this business, this very large, very uh, uh, big, lots of employees business, but he had some debt and he wanted to get it gone. And you know what he did? He took a paper route. He took a paper route. And he has, at the time, I think his son was like 12 years old. He's got the wife, the 12-year-old, a full-time job, which, oh, by the way, nonprofit, that's nights and weekends. The only time he had available for extra income was in the mornings at oh dark 30 doing a paper route, and he did it. And I think he did it for two years, and he got out of debt. This was pre-Uber. He probably would have been like, man, I wish there was Uber then. Holy cow, slap an Uber and Lyft on my car, and I'm just now driving around at lunchtime. How about how about you, you got a you got a reasonable car? I mean, if you're paying four fifty a month, I hope the car is pretty reasonable. Why don't you sign up for Uber and Lyft right now? Oh, I can't. I don't have time. I can't. Come on, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. How about seasonal work? If you're in the Lexington area, you got Keeneland open up in April. They may not be hiring anymore, but you missed the boat. That's the kind of thing. How about seasonal work on the weekends at some place like like uh, Keeneland or the ballpark or multiple events that happen on, on UK's campus? How about doing something uh, online, teaching English as a second language from the comfort of your own home? How about looking around your house and saying, boy, that, you know, tree thingy wingy, I can't come up with something, anything good, but that TV that I no longer watch, you, you, that can go on Craigslist. That can, you've got to create more income. You've got to create, you've got to get off your backside. And if you've cut and you have margin already, you can create more by finding ways to make additional income. And you may have to get creative. I just don't have it. Quince, you don't understand. You don't understand. I work all day. I come home. I take care of the kids. I this, I that. Okay. How about your spouse? If you're a single mom, I'm a single mom. I can't do that. I got this. I got the kids. Okay, then you're going to have to really get creative with the potential of maybe a job change, maybe looking at, at someplace that you can make more money, maybe enlisting some friends and say, hey, you know, two nights a week, I need, I, you know, can you watch the kids? I've got to go. I'm going to pick up shifts at the Cracker Barrel. I'm going to go wait tables to, to get some. You're going to have to do whatever it takes to create the additional income needed in order for you to create some excess capital. And it's when you've created that excess capital that you then can apply it towards your debt or your goals. First and foremost, obviously, getting out of debt, shoring up that balance sheet. And here's the deal, friends. You get one of those cards paid off, 
you get that car paid off, you get that student loan paid off. This is not a forever thing. This second job, this cutting of everything that's non 100% needed in your in your income statement, that's not a forever thing. This is a temporary thing. This is a temporary thing for you to shore up your budget so that you can start making progress. What else, Daniel? I'm done. Done. I don't know what covers. I think uh, what you illustrated was a really good point. At some point, you can only cut so far. At some point, you essentially hit zero. So you got to go through those cuts because uh, that's an important first step. If you increase income before first doing the cuts, then you've not created the discipline to manage that new income. But if you think you're going to long-term get there by only focusing on reducing, 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 you miss a very important point. And that's that the most malleable ver- uh, part of your budget is your income. The part that you can effectively change the most and have the most control over in the long term is the income portion. So be disciplined on the expenses and then start working on the income. I echo that sentiment exactly. And I would really encourage you look around your house. What can you sell? What can you get rid of? Quickly shoring up some cash, maybe paying off some debt long term. I should say intermediate term. What extra things can you do? Can you drive Uber? Can you drive Lyft? Can you pick up some shifts on the weekend? Can you work extra hours? Can you teach English from home? What can you do in order to make extra income to apply it to the debt that you have to make progress? All right, we're closing it out. That's enough. That's enough. We'll be back in a couple of days with another DIY money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a long, long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to. 